We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are here at the Keenan Bar and Grill in Overland Park, Kansas, having a wonderful time. There's been a live party going on here. Uh, it, there's a ton of cheese fans packed right now. Uh, we've been here all night doing live coverage. The Kansas City Chiefs have selected George Karloftis with the 30th pick in the NFL draft, the edge out of Purdue. This completes the first round of the draft for them. They started the day uh, trading up to 21 for Trent McDuffie. They go ahead to pick 30 uh, and stay at 30 and grab George Karloftis, the edge out of Purdue. Um, initial thoughts just about this, this, this last pick of the first round. I'm very excited about it. I know we have varying degrees of opinions about where we stand with this, Craig. Yeah, I, uh, this is your starting edge opposite of Frank Clark. Uh, I think you could fairly comfortably slot him in day one. I think he's the last of the day one edges. I think he's a guy that you weren't relying on projection. He is still somebody that can have some projection. He's a young player that has some explosion, has a little stiffness, but seems very smart, highly intelligent. This is a high IQ first round draft for the Kansas City Chiefs. Two players that are going to be able to come in and probably play quickly under Spagnuolo, whereas we've seen some other rookies take a little time. He's going to be able to slot in opposite Frank Clark, give you a higher floor at defensive end. At the very least, you've got a higher floor, and he's got some room to grow as a player. So here's the thing with Carl Loftus, right? I think he's kind of a process. You know, if you're watching through it, if you want to go back and watch him, it's a process. So I was one of the first people to kind of bring up questions about what his game's going to be at the NFL level. But then as you guys know, as we went through it, I was the one that started to make the case that oh, maybe he's a little better than we're giving him credit for. Maybe Carl Loftus has a little bit more upside then we're selling him because what if he just physically overwhelms guy at the NFL level? His technique is pretty good for a younger guy. He's got good power. He's got good speed to power based on his explosion off the line. There's stuff that works for him that can translate to the NFL level. I think there's very clear fault or like faults in his game. I don't think he's ever going to be a star edge rusher, but you get him at 30 without trading up. Yeah. You get a guy that maybe has a little bit of hidden upside just from being how do I put this? Too strong, too tenacious, trying too hard. Yeah. You get a guy that you can't block because he tries too hard. Trey Hendrickson asked the Chiefs how that went when they played him both times. He, he made an impact both times they played him. Trey, that's the kind of player you're getting. Yeah, and like there's nothing wrong with that. Like you you can you can build with that. You can that's a that's an asset for your football team. And it's I don't want to diminish Karloff just the athlete because I think as a as a linear athlete, he's pretty good. 
And so there's some physical traits there that you've got to be excited. Like Maddie talked about operating through, operating with power. He can generate power. On, he's got a decent first step. He's got some explosiveness to him. It's just, it's not going to be the prettiest when he tries to turn a corner. No, it's and, not. And you know what? Sometimes as a space player, it doesn't look great either. No, when he's, when he's an unblocked defender, it doesn't always look particularly great either. He's got to kind of read, react, and change directions. But at the same time, there's, there's a lot to work with there. The density, the power, the explosiveness. There's a lot of steps to his, to his name, too. We actually got some highlights of George Karloftis, your new Kansas City Chiefs, uh, uh, you know, your new Kansas City Chiefs uh, uh, defender on the KCSN uh, YouTube page, too. So you can go check those out as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to like about this kid. Maybe not the perfect process, prospect, but down here at pick 30, I think this is the best edge rusher you could get for a Steve Spagnuolo defense. I think the thing that when you turn on Karloftis's tape that you see the most is how much focus was placed on him. George Karloftis was the guy at Purdue, and he might have been the only guy at Purdue. He was doubled and tripled and was constantly thrown extra offensive linemen every single moment of every game like it this man was doubled and tripled all the time and so it made it very hard like you look at his his pressure stats you look at some of the you know advanced metrics you see a guy that doesn't stand out in a lot of those things but the context within it the focus that needed to be placed on him because there was nobody else on that front that could really do much of anything it really kind of highlights what he was able to do. The production comes with the caveat of he was constantly being the focus of everybody else's team. Yes, there is rigidity. Yes, there are other things that we're going to talk about here. But I think it is very noteworthy that you took a player that was the focus of every offense's game plan, and he still was able to create a little something out of it. So while we're still working up like the, I don't want to say like this is the talking up portion as if he doesn't deserve it, but like we're focusing on some of the positives first and why it makes sense. If you watch George Carl Loftus, take time and go watch a game or two from 2019. Go watch him as a freshman when he was probably 15 pounds lighter, because it's different. It makes a difference. Like when he go, when he comes out there and he's weighing probably in the lower two sixties, like he tested, like he tested. It it mattered. He looked better. I'm not saying he's bendy. I'm not saying he's supreme athlete or elite or anything like that. But he looked better. Now he couldn't defend the run at that weight, but that's something you can work on in the NFL. You can get better at defending the run in the NFL. So I would like to see him play back at that freshman weight. I would like to get some of that extra juice, some of that ability to actually flip his hips around to face the quarterback so he can close on him. I think his closing speed was mediocre his last year because he's so big. I think his ability to get his hips around a blocker was mediocre, but you go back to 2019, it was there. So give me that guy again. Lose a little bit of weight, go back to that lighter weight, get stronger in the upper body to defend the run, and be a little bit more of a pass rusher. I, I can see it. I can see the path to him being a Trey Hendrickson-level defensive end, and maybe not necessarily this dominant guy, but a guy you're happy with taking a pick 30. George Karloffis was the 21st ranked player in the KCSN draft guide for us. We had him as the 21st ranked player on our board. Sitting pretty. Like, if we're talking value for where the oh, Chiefs... Yeah. I think that, that value well. is pretty good for they the Chiefs. Well. There's obviously some very some glaring weaknesses with him as a football player. Uh, we talk about his ability against the run a little bit, some of the rigidity. But at the same time, I love the value. I love the value. 
and I feel we've come a we've come a long way with the George Karloftis experience because I wasn't in on him at thirty at one point. I admittedly, you guys know, I wasn't in on him at yeah. thirty. Our buddy Bearcat is probably still fuming right now. No, uh, no, I'll, I'll be, I'll be the guy. Like I'm the lowest of the three of us on George Karloftis. I don't see it as much. I really don't. Um, I think the rigidity shows up a ton. He has to completely open his hips from a two-point stance to turn, and it is awkward. And when he does that, offenses run at him, and he gets bodied by tight ends. And that's not something that we see out of Steve Spagnuolo defensive ends. We see him ask his guys to hold an edge, to set an edge, to set a rigid edge, and he can't do that. Even at this increased weight, he was not able to do that. That is problematic. Because you added that mass to play with more power, you didn't, you didn't, or you weren't able to make that power translate, and it made you more rigid. And and it's just there's a lot of things about him that are projections. There are a lot of issues with his game. For me, I still like the value of the pick because again, I think he's going to start. I think he's going to play plenty, and I think they're going to get something out of him. But I am definitely the lowest on him yeah. of the three of us, and it largely revolves around the fact. That he got bodied still playing at this heavier weight, and some of the some of the deficiencies you're discussing are just physical. Like there are some things that are probably just going to be difficult for him to really overcome. But he's also still a very young player. He just turned 21 in March. Sure, sure. He's a very young prospect. The fact that she's took two 21 year olds uh, in this draft. Uh, they took a couple young guys. Of, co- of course, that two was contract very important. players. Let's go. Karloftis just turned 21 in March. Uh, Trent McDuffie will turn 22 in September. So I'm a little, shortly after the first game of the season, he will be a 22-year-old when the season starts. But the Chiefs went with some younger prospects. George Karloftis, yes, like some of this stuff is just physical. Like I don't think you're just going to be able to gain a bunch of flexibility through your frame. That just doesn't happen very often. Um, but I think technically there are some things that they can do to help him improve uh, as a run defender. And I think they will. And I think there's still some hope for him outside of the physical limitations to develop into some of those areas. They, you know, sharpen some of those things up, and there's still enough to work with as a pass rusher that you've seen to this point with the physical linear profile to be excited about, especially this far down the draft. I do think one concern you got to be wary of, though, just because he's a 270-pound defensive end doesn't mean he's great versus the run. He's actually pretty bad versus the run. Yeah. Unless he's attacking the player across from him, I don't think his power shows up. His lack of length shows up a lot when he's trying to set the edge, hold the contain, extend, and then disengage, right? So he's not this come in and be a dominant run defender day one as he develops a pass rush plan. He is a high motor, high energy, high effort wrecking ball where all of his power, all of his impact comes from his explosive get off. You're hoping that you develop his upper body strength uh-huh. so that he can play at a lighter weight and give you some of these more explosive plays while still having that upper body strength that a 275 pound guy had like his last year. So. I think there's more of a learning curve with him than people give him credit for. I do think he can give you reps early. I don't know if he's necessarily this three-down player that you have to put on the field every down. But I just want to say, if you come out and see teams run at him, don't be surprised because he's not a dominant run point defender. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'll say this. This is the happiest two-pick stretch in Brett Veach's tenure of my life. I think this is the happiest two-stretch of picks that I think I've, I've, been, I've had with Veach. Um, yeah. I really like it. So uh, the Chiefs have addressed the edge position. Addressed uh, cornerback. And addressed cornerback in a big way. This is really great. Uh, anything else on Karloftis? Anything that you want to touch on that we really have? It's a, schematically, I, I think you know we don't really have a ton of answers about you know fronts. I don't know if we really have any clarity on if they're going to change their fronts at all. So, I mean, I, with Karloftis, I think I think he's very polarizing, right? When you have a polarizing player, someone like Karloftis, you just kind of got to be you got to be aware. There's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. Don't jump to make a conclusion early on, right? Let him let him run the course out, see what happens. Take the highs without overreacting. Take the lows without overreacting and just see what it plays out. He might be a guy that takes two to three years to fully give you a picture of what he's going to be. And guess what? In two to three years, he's going to be Jermaine Johnson's age right now. Like That's why you sit back and wait to take a young player instead of trading up to take Jermaine Johnson, right? Like That's why. Jermaine Johnson's a better player today. Will he be in three years from now? I don't know, right? That's what we're kind of waiting to figure out. So be a little patient with him. I agree that he's pro-ready in some senses, but I don't think he's complete right now. So give him some time. Let him develop a little bit before starting to jump the gun. This is this is definitely resetting the core on the defensive side of the ball. They reset the core with young players. Yeah. Trent McDuffie, George Karloftis, young players. They're hinging it off of them. Legereus Sneed, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay. Justin Reed. I mean, we'll see on Chris Jones as well. He's still, you know, young enough. But these are the guys that they're hinging on. They they needed to reset the core on defense. I can't be mad about the reset of core of the defense. George Karloftis is a round one player. For all the faults that I think he is, he is a round one player. Not just because the Chiefs took him there. That's what his value should have been. Not a round draft. one grade, but a round one That's player. That's what he should have been in this draft. Um, maybe. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's right here on the edge. So here it is. I have him as a second round value, right? Like if I'm doing my personal board, I have him in the second round, the early second round, but I have him in the second round. So is he one of the top 32 players in this draft class? Probably. And if yeah. that's what Craig means, yeah, I absolutely agree. I just, I don't know if he has the upside of a most round one players. I don't know if the upside's that high. I don't think his upside's as low as some of the people that are the lowest on him think. Yeah. I think there is some potential. He's not Breland Speaks. 
Correct. He There's is some not potential that his effort, his motor, his explosiveness, his speed to power can overwhelm. Literally watch Trey Hendrickson, right? <laughs> that is what you're looking That's at for the hoping. upside. And Trey Hendrickson's a, a good Oh, he's a really good Sign me up. Yeah. Right. I mean, sign me up. And I mean, Trey Hendrickson's had some production recently. I mean, he's had a lot of sack production recently as well. I'll, I'll sign me up for a Trey Henderson 10 and out of 10 times back in the He's third. also going to see the least focus that he probably has in the last three years it, it lining up on the Chiefs. Oh, defense. you would imagine, yeah. I mean, so we're going to see a chance for him to work one-on-one -on -one against tackles a little more than we have in his collegiate career. And that, too, might do him a little bit more good. All right, so let's before we get out of here uh, with the George Karloftis pick, uh, let's give a grade for the Chiefs taking George Karloftis, pick number 30 in the 2022 NFL Draft. Maddie. Um, this one, they don't trade up, so that helps, right? We talked about it earlier. I'm a relatively harsh grader. If you're going to be close to where I value you for that team, it's going to be lower than what you might used to seeing from mm -hmm. ESPN. Mm -hmm. That in mind, I started at a B-. minus. I think I've gone down to a C plus. I think it's a C plus pick, which is above average. Like I want to be very clear, that's not bad. That's above what I would expect in terms of value at pick thirty, just slightly above because I think this is where he should have gone. I I'm gonna give it a B minus. He's your starting edge. I think he is going to start. I know that there are going to be hiccups, there are going to be deficiencies, but he's going to start opposite of Frank Clark. You're going to see him play a ton of snaps, and they needed it. They needed to fill so many holes on defense. That's something we got to talk about. The man didn't come off the field a lot. Ever. He played a lot of snaps. Ever. Despite being doubled or triple teamed. Correct. A lot of snaps. A lot of. He's not going to come off the field. He's going to play a ton for this team. So I'll give it a B- minus because it is filling a hole. They didn't move up. They get an edge, a starting edge in round one. I'm giving it an A, boys. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. The value down here, you're not going to find a ton of pass rushers that are going to fill the same needs that George Karloftis is at the end of the first round, okay? You're not going to find that. I don't think when you when you take everything into consideration, you take into consideration the motor, you take into consideration uh, you know the, the the snap count even like just just from from, a from we talk about contributions at the back end of the first round. Yeah. I think the Chiefs found a contributing edge, a day one contributing edge. You call him a starting defensive end. I do. He's Twenty one years old. There's a lot of upside. I know that there are deficiencies the, in his game. The, the 21 is doing a lot of work in this A-plus grade. Yeah, and so is a lot of upside. There's some upside. A lot. There's, I think there's probably, like I, to your point, I think there is more than we're giving him credit for. Listen, that's my take. I'm not going to push back. I think there's a big gap between more upside than we're giving credit for and a lot. A lot of upside means Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson, Trevon Walker. That's I'm not a going lot that of that far. But that's a lot, right? Like I just I he <laughs> he has upside. Matthew, what do you want me to say? <laughs> well that I give it an A. I think it's a great pick. I think it's great value down here. I'm thrilled that they were able to address the edge position I'm in a the real DMs. tangible way. They addressed it in a real tangible way at the end of the first round. I'm leaking the DMs. And I'm very, <laughs> I'm very them. happy about I'm it. I'm letting everybody see the DMs. Ugh. Thank you, everybody, for listening to uh, to the you know us talk about George Karloftis here. We're gonna probably catch catch you back up with some other stuff, but uh, thank you all so much. We appreciate you. And and tomorrow you morning, tomorrow morning, there will be a new podcast coming at you from KC Sports Network. We're gonna be you know getting you set up for day two of the NFL from the draft. 
We're going to have something for you in the morning, ready to prep you. You know, quick recap of the entire day one, get you coming up in the morning, coming up tomorrow. So like, we don't got to talk about it now, but like, are you guys excited for tomorrow? Do you like what the board looks like? Do you like what the Chiefs have done? What are just your feelings? No specifics, feelings going into tomorrow. I absolutely love what the Chiefs have done to this point. I think it's great. I think I think all, it, 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 all all things considered, I don't think it could have gone better for them in this situation. They wouldn't address the cornerback position. They got a likely first round grade off their you know on their board, and then they were able to address the edge position in a real tangible way without trading up for it. Like I, if you told me that the if you told me that at the end of the day, if you told me that. I would have guessed way different players I'm than the thrilled. Chiefs got. Way different. When we started this, I would have said, okay, so the Chiefs got a cornerback. Okay, Kyer Elam. Okay, yeah, we or Kyler Gordon. Like those are the players that they probably got. And then they waited until 30 to got an, to get an edge. I would have said, oh man, it's it's Boy Amafe. It's Arnold Ebiketti. Again, a player that we like, but it wouldn't have ever been. George Karloftis. It wouldn't have ever been Trip McDuffie. So, I, from that regard, yeah, they got good value on both of those guys. Yeah. yeah. I think we kind of saw leading up to this day that George Karloftis was falling a little bit, right? A lot of recent mocks didn't have him in round one, had him in the late 20s. So, this is a guy that I think we all kind of came in tonight actually thinking might be available here. We still talked yeah. about trading up, but we all kind of had the, the hunch that the Chiefs liked him and that they might be trying to not even whether move up or stay there for him, but like we thought he was a guy that might end up on the team in the mid to late 20s. They got him there, right? So, like, that's not surprising. That's not as surprising to me. I think that was probably the most slam dunk pick of this entire draft in terms of the Chiefs fit. I really yeah, do. I do. There's enough swirling stuff there. But you pair that with with uh, Trent McDuffie. You pair that with one of the better corners in the class. It's a good day. You set yourself up for tomorrow. You don't have to address defense in round two. You have no. two picks in round two. You should address defense, <laughs> but you don't have to, right? Yeah. You can go double dip on offense. You can go take two, ta or two a receiver and a tackle, two receivers, or receiver you, and a tight end. You, you can, can go, get, yeah, yeah. You can go do whatever you want on day two. That's what I like. I think the two guys they drafted don't have to be paired with another player at the same Correct. position, and that really matters to me that moving matters. forward. That matters a ton. We've seen Brett Veach not wanting to go into situations with obvious holes. This is the first draft that we have kind of looked at the roster and said, there are some obvious holes. We're now going into day two and going, yeah, they're pretty good. They're like, in good shape. You're pretty good. Like If they wanted to wait and do BPA, I would totally get it with yeah, the rest it's all of the kind draft. of improvement now, right? Yeah. Like you can you can field a roster that has guys starting at every level that you don't feel are massive holes. So you'll have the ability tomorrow to go fill or these improvements, chase improvements, draft back BPAs. Yep. That's why I feel good. That's why I feel so good. Like I, if you just, I understand the errors, like the issues with some of these play, like the issue like with Carl Loftus, but like, man, they 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 addressed their two big like two big needs. Yep. They addressed them in a real tangible way, and they're getting immediate contribution from those of you guys. I don't know if you can ask for much when you're sitting at the bottom of the first round. I love it. I love it. I feel great. I don't think the Chiefs really could have done much better. I think there's I think there's a fall off on the edge position at some point here that they, they weren't going to be able to I think to we've hit it. They I think we've hit it. I think Karloftis was the bottom of it. They took the, they took the cornerback that they needed to. And they took the edge that they needed to. Thank you all so much for listening. Like and subscribe this video, to, you know, to, to all this if you if you have a chance to. Um, we really appreciate everybody that's that's listened to all of us and all of this coverage of KC Sports Network. It's been so much fun. Uh, make sure you uh, make sure you uh, hit the like and subscribe button for us. We really appreciate it. 
Uh, also, really quick before uh, before we get out of here, um, the Therese Paler, you know, uh, we're doing a, we're doing a raffle for Therese Paler's foundation. We're raffling off um, jerseys, Travis Kelsey jersey, Nick Bolton jersey, uh, a, a Patrick Levon Mahomes signed helmet. I've been saying Levon every single time we do it, but the money's being split between the Power Mizzou, uh, um, the. Uh, so like, what do you say? And the Howard, Howard University. University. I know Howard, but it's PowerMizzou.com. Oh, gotcha. And Howard's um, their their foundation. So make sure you you contribute to that. The Casey Sports Network Venmo. Every ten dollars gets you a raffle entry. Uh, thank you all so much for listening tonight. Please hit the like and subscribe button. We appreciate all all of your support. It means a lot. Really appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs>